The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Campbell's tomato soup possibilities. Mm-mm, good dunk grilled cheese. Taco chips, however you please. Wholesome lunch, just your style. Tomato soup, so versatile. Possibilities. This is Nature of Business, and I am Chrissy Coughlin, and I'm here with uh, George. And George just... Uh, has <laughs> a little too much time on his hands. There's a little bit too much time. I mean, no, it, it, it's good. That was made me laugh. Anyway, this is Nature of Business, and uh, we are here. I'm here every, every Wednesday, and I'm talking to um, some of the most respected business leaders and innovators um, out there in business. And they're really making the business case for sustainability and helping people understand it a little bit more. And we have on the line today the Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility, Mr. Dave Stangus. How are you today? Good. How are you, Chrissy? Great. Did you notice our Campbell's? I did. Did you appreciate it? I hadn't heard that advertisement in a long time. It's an old one. It is. It is a, uh, it's a vintage ad. It's one of my favorites. Well, yeah. let's get down to business here. A lot of companies, the people with whom I've spoken, have been either global responsibility leaders, they've been chief of sustainability, vice president of corporate social responsibility. One of the things I really love about your approach is that... Time and time again, you talk about not getting caught up in the rhetoric of it all and the terminology of it all. And you talk about treating your, your position as if you were a CEO of your own aspect of your company. Can you, can you tell me where that comes from? What drives you to do that? And what are you, how are you doing that at Campbell? Yeah, it, I think it, you know, it generally comes from a long time trying to manage this function at a couple different companies now. And what I've learned over the years is that the, the words sustainability or sustainable development or corporate citizenship all come with baggage. Yeah. People have uh, an understanding when they come to the conversation. Um, they have a, a kind of a limited definition in their mind of what those mean. And it's, it's always an obstacle. It's always uh, an obstacle in terms of getting to the next step. And so what I've tried to do here and even at my last company is really translate that whole basket of terms, and there's a long laundry list of them, into what does it mean for the person I'm talking to? You know, if it's supply chain or, or human resources, marketing, um, these are ways to do business that help them do their jobs better. And if I can understand their language and translate these concepts of social impact and environmental performance improvement and employee engagement and, you know, community involvement and impact into ways to make their jobs better, more impactful, and improve their innovation and productivity, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. So you really, all of a sudden, it's it's a tool and not an obstacle. And, and that's really right. the goal. You're basically saying the same thing to each of these people, but you're not actually saying it in the same same way. You're using different language or you're just trying to understand the corporate culture within a certain area of the company. Exactly. I mean, every company has a set of kind of cultural norms and a language. So number one, somebody in my position needs to learn those. And, mm-hmm. and number two, if I'm meeting with another individual, I'm, I'm listening. I'm trying to learn what it is they're managed on. How do they measure performance? What's important to them? And then, then I work to really try to advance that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's in our supply chain, it might be total delivered cost of the product. So we look at you know sustainability metrics or efficiency improvements as a way to 
move the needle on total delivered costs. So it, it helps them. They can communicate. All of a sudden, it's not something different, mm-hmm. which in, in my, you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer that it's not something different. It's, it's a way to manage your business better for the long term. How much is incentivizing the employees part of this? I think it's a big part. It's also one of the bigger challenges. I, I, you know, we, I've been able to do some things here with the help of our human resources department in terms of putting in incentive compensation uh, for managers and above in our annual bonus structure mm-hmm. around a bunch of different metrics. But we've also been able to integrate it into individual performance objectives for frontline, everybody else in the company, frontline employees. It, it, I don't think you... There's a lot of things that affect an employee and a business unit's performance. Incentives are one of them. Performance Mm -hmm. management is another. A lot of it has to do with culture and the way things are framed. But without having performance management in there and without having incentive links to it, even if it's recognition, Mm -hmm. um, you're missing part of the, the recipe. Susan Hunt Stevens is a woman in in Boston, and she started an organization called Practically Green. And what what their sort of second stage of what they're doing is is companies are actually contracting with them, and they're they're licensing what they have as a point system, kind of built like the lead system for employees. And it's sort of gamification. And so what it ends up doing is it ends up employees end up communicating with each other, and employees that don't even have anything to do with each other from a day-to-day business sense, and they kind of compete. And there's no, you know, they get badges, and they get stuff. Do you find that that sort of happens but when when you get the employees involved, that they're talking amongst each other, and they're different, they're not in their little pods, they're actually yeah, going I, outside of those pods. I do. I, I think it's it's this whole um, discipline of CSR and sustainability is by its nature cross organizational. There aren't, and there haven't been for decades, full organizations where you have a, a vice president and an army of people all responsible for driving it. Mm. It's unlike any other discipline in any company today. So it's it relies on this network, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of companies, including Campbell, are we're, we're creating employee networks where we can bring people that are in all different functions together to tap into their passion, but to also channel it. We don't want them off running to do everything. We want them to focus on the priorities for the company that are also important to them as individuals in mm-hmm. terms of their values. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the gaming concept, the, the game theory concept, is really something that you're going to see take off in another five. It's going to start now, but I think you're really going to see it take off in another five or ten years as the millennial wave continues to come into the workplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smart companies are going to find ways, you know, yes. in my business, in the food and beverage sector, yes. we're going to find ways to teach younger people about how to eat right. Right? Well, and, that and ways is a to, big right, part. Ways to bring in exercise and nutrition through through that culture of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not call it gaming, but it's going to be you know app based and and time based to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's let's build upon the whole um, corporate social responsibility discussion because it is a really big piece of it, and I know that one of the. Uh, the biggest, one of the things that you talk about a lot is the importance of setting goals. And if you just say, okay, corporate social responsibility, that can be so, so many things. And unless you set those goals for your employees, et cetera, it's really, you can go anywhere. And and I think what Campbell has done so well is that you've simplified it in your reports. You've, you've simplified it for people. You've had four points and you just said, we're nourishing people. We're nourishing our customers. We're nourishing our employees. Talk to us a little bit how, how that was set up. Yeah, that that 
evolved through a, a set of conversations that um, the, the CEO and I had when, when I first got here. There were certain things that I wanted to be able to do, having tried to build and, and kind of create this program at another company. I knew what worked in my mind and what didn't work. He also had a point of view. Mm-hmm. and. The, the, this nourishing concept is in, integrated into the company's mission, so it was there already. The, the focus areas were, in general, there. The, the challenge was the company was getting pulled into a thousand different directions, as you described. Mm-hmm. Um, every customer, every stakeholder, every community, every employee had an idea. And the the CEO is a Jim Collins a fan, a, a good to great, and he wanted to have one big, hairy, audacious goal or one destination goal in each of these topic areas uh, as the CEO. And I wanted to have a 10-year time horizon. I didn't want to get into a trap of an annual, you know, predicting my performance, here's my goal, here's what we did, loop. Mm -hmm. So between those two things, we set up destination goals in in just four topic areas. There's some sub-goals and strategies inside the company, but this helps us communicate clearly to our employees to investors, both near-term and long-term, to our communities, our stakeholders. It gives us the ability to say yes and say no. And in those four areas, in the marketplace around customers and consumers, we really want to advance the nutrition profile of our products year over year so that you as a consumer can see that, you know, Campbell products, Pepperidge, V8, Pace, Prego, all those brands are getting healthier and more nutritious every year, and the marketplace can see it. Mm. Uh, in the environment, which is where a lot of people find energy and excitement around what we're trying to do, is, is to actually take out or cut the environmental footprint of our product portfolio in half. Mm-hmm. And we're using water and greenhouse gas emissions as the measurement for that. So we actually have something that's very tangible. People can see, oh, you used half as much water to make the same amount of food mm-hmm. 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. In the employee piece, you touched on this a little bit in the last conversation. we I'm a firm believer that every single employee in the company can help us activate these goals, and we've set a goal for 100% employee engagement. And we're moving to a performance management system that we can actually check that and monitor it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the nourishing our neighbors or the community goal is probably the most um, stretching out there, and it's the one that's getting the most attention right now, and that is we've actually signed up to make a measurable social impact. Uh, We want to improve the health of young people in 10 North American communities where we live and operate, and we're going to measure that by a 50% reduction in -hmm. hunger and childhood obesity. I mean, that's so interesting because I did read that, and it's just the juxtaposition between the hunger, childhood hunger and childhood obesity is just, it's a fascinating thing to think about because it's a real issue. I see it everywhere. I see it up here in New Hampshire. I see it everywhere. And it's, 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 um, you know, it, it's people are not eating the right things, you know, or they're eating, right. you know, they're eating too much of the wrong thing or, or, you know, they're not eating enough. And there's that, that's, I mean, to, for, to me, for a child to go to bed hungry is just devastating to me in this country. And, you know, if a company like Campbell can get in there and cha- do anything to change that, that's just, you know, a huge impact because it goes on in this country, you know, as well as the world. It's amazing that you see that in this country. You have people that don't eat well that are obese. Mm-hmm. And um, as a food and beverage company, we think we, there's a lot of food companies playing in this space, but we wanted to be different. We, not only were those goals chosen to communicate, they were also chosen to be differentiating. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to take our expertise inside the company and actually change 
people's lives outside the company. And I think we're the only food company that I'm aware of that I, we have a director of, of childhood hunger and obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, she works with us here. She's running our programs in Camden, and that's her job. She loves it. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity for her. We're going to take a break in a minute, and I, but I wanted to ask you a quick question just about, um, you know, and I'm sure our listeners are like, what is, what is the food like? What, you know, you're, you are a food and beverage company. So how is your food, beca- how is your food becoming more nourishing? Yeah, you can actually see this over time, and it started many years ago with a, a journey to lower the sodium content in soups, mm-hmm. and that was a barrier. That was actually a barrier for us to talk about all the positives that were in there in terms of weight management and full servings of vegetables, and because of the V8 brand of products, we have this great kind of wellness equity in that brand and a huge kind of intellectual capital built around vegetable nutrition, mm-hmm. so you're seeing us expand this into other products, helping the U.S. consumer close what we call the vegetable gap. Nobody eats enough vegetables. Whole grains, um, elimination of trans fats, uh, healthier products in general that we can build. And then not only that, but using our chefs, our team of culinary experts around the company, creating recipes and ways to enjoy the food and beverages that we do create through a you know, whole portal called Campbell Kitchen mm-hmm. that helps consumers you know, kind of plan their day and think about it each day. We're lucky. I mean, I'm lucky because our product portfolio is, I think, one of the healthiest out there. I don't have to deal with a bunch of salty snacks and <laughs> right. candies. You know, there's things I don't have to deal with at Campbell, right. but there's a lot of opportunity here to keep moving the needle. We're speaking with the Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility, Mr. Dave Stangus. You are the first person, is that, do I have this right? You're the first person at Campbell to hold this position? Yes, that's right. They, um, I've been here almost three years, okay. and they created the position uh, before I came here. Yep. And so that's been relatively exciting and probably in the sense that you get to kind of guide it and drive it and use your experience from, from your former former job to to sort of steer it the way you want to. Yeah, it, it is. It's um, my last uh, tenure in this space. You know, I was I did this for 10 or 12 years at Intel Corporation and yep. had to create it kind of from the ground up. And it took a lot of work and effort, but that's what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So when I came to Campbell, um, it's different because they hired, they hired me for this position. There was obviously top level support. So things were able to get done quicker, but it's the building that is the most enjoyable. Mm. Well, that's good. Well, I, um, cause I, I just was, I, I, uh, was interested in this because Intel, you think of Intel and then you think of Campbell soup and you're like, huh, okay. And you started off at Intel in their health and safety department right. division. And, and that, that is interesting to me because when I was, you know, studying environmental policy about 12 years ago, that really was where all of the sustainability world was. They were in the environmental health and safety world and there was corporate citizen um, reports going on, but there was really not a lot of, of what you're doing specifically going on in the sense that you're getting buy-in from the CEOs, that you're having open discussions with them on a regular basis about how to incorporate sustainability into the business um, and do it in its, in a, in a, and make the business case for it. And how, how have you found that has evolved in the last 12 years for you? Yeah, I think your, your, your description of it is right. I started this coming out of the environmental health and safety world, and that's where most of us were doing this then. It was a, it was a transition from environmental reporting to this external world of dealing with 
stakeholders that had questions that evolved. They, mm-hmm. they started to ask about diversity and ethics and governance. And all of a sudden, companies realized, well, we got to have a better response for this. we got to be able to manage this strategically, at least better reactively. Mm-hmm. Um, so people like me started to fill some of these positions, but it really quickly evolved into a communications, almost a reputation management and a, a strategy mm-hmm. uh, function. And that's where you, you, I think you start, started to see the split. Some of us were successful. Some of us moved on to different places or we built the program. Um, but it's, it's entirely different today. If you take a look at, I still believe strongly that having a technical background is a tremendous asset. The yes. ability to know, you know, everything I need to know on environmental health and safety and supply chain, toxicology from my education is extreme asset in this, but it's now the communication, the brand building, the enlistment, the ability to talk to a board of directors, to talk to investors, uh, to, to negotiate outside the company, where you see these positions now showing up in public affairs, even marketing, communications, mm-hmm. a much different scenario today than it was 10 years ago. Right. So you need to be well-rounded. <laughs> because um, most new, especially these kind of VP job descriptions are looking for experience in one or more or two or more right. of these areas from foundation to community to supply chain management. It's tough for somebody coming out of business school. Um, as many as the, of the new MBAs that really want to work in this area, I talk to them all the time. It's tough for them to, to find the right spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we had uh, a while ago, and we were talking about this earlier, but we had Gary Hirschberg on, on mm-hmm. and he was talking about, you know, I said, what, what's your suggestion for for, um, p- for for kids and students out there? And, and his, his was probably very similar to what you'd say, get yourself a little science. You've got to know some technology behind what's going on here. You can't just come in and be, you know, okay, you know, I can talk really well to people. You have to understand that, that sort of the, you know, the, the fundamentals behind it. And I think that that's sort of what you're saying is like the technical piece is very, very important. Important and and also understanding the corporate the culture as well and right no it's it's critical what what, what students are coming out of school with today are these big broad um, issue mm. backgrounders that they they know about climate change they know what the word sustainability means um, but they don't have any applied mm-hmm. um, knowledge and it's that technology it's that that kind of core technical background that they need to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are going to get the, the good jobs. <laughs> right. Well, they get in, they start. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of great companies out there. So now the, the students have many more companies to choose from to find a path. We have Dave Stangus here. He's the vice president for corporate social responsibility at the Campbell Soup Company. He does wonderful work. You can Google his name. He's pretty active Twitterer. So you can find him at, at Dave Stangus. And he is uh, one of the leaders in this field. So I, I, I really encourage our listeners to to um, get online and, and look at what Campbell's Soup is doing and what, what Dave Stangus is doing to move the company forward. So thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks again. It was great, Chrissy. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.